Let's go! Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Bitch, you don't work there. Feel like I need a shower just looking Gotta at Gotta get ready, kid, quick. Yeah, I'm up next on the prince. They ain't been the same ever since. What? Living pretty we cut the head off the stick. You're gonna be single for the rest of your life. Brought Lesnar on the beast. Look at the heat. Sleep flex on the beast. Look at the heat. Whole new swag with a pass on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the mouthpiece. See the power level got a decrease. I get no bitches. Bringing content on a daily. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary pals, and everybody in between. Welcome back to the Gresham Lee's Podcast. This is episode 43 of this illustrious, soon-to-be greatest podcast of all time. Joining you, as always, is Divorce the Dust and Most, the purveyor of mischief, Gresh. And joining me, as always, is none other than the Queen of Rebels herself, Swallow the Bandit. What's good with your familia? Hello, everyone. Today is a great day. I hope everybody got their water in, or their Gatorade, or their Pirate, or whatever energy drink you prefer. Kool-Aid. Um, I hope you had Kool-Aid. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that um, if you do your workouts, you know what I'm saying, hope you didn't overdo it, you know, you don't want to hurt yourself, or put yourself in the hospital, or worse. So, um, I hope you had a great day. I hope you had a great week. Um, what is on today's episode, Gresh? Hit me. <laughs> uh, I, w- I will hit you with, because we're going back in time to the year 2000 for World Wrestling Federation's Monday Night Raw from May 22nd, where The Rock is looking for payback on the McMahon-Hemsley faction for screwing him out of the WWF title at Judgment Day 24 hours prior. And speaking of working out, like you just said, I went on a trail today for some reason, Uh, just for no reason. And uh, I was was on the trail. It was me and the moms. It was me and Mama Gresh. We was walking, and we was walking to a waterfall, and then we out of nowhere we started smelling weed, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm standing here, I'm like, I know the smell of weed anywhere, but that's not even that good weed. That was the dude, the dude was the dude was smoking great value weed. I've never smelled that until Man. that day. I'm like, this does not even smell like normal weed. That is so hilarious that you say that. I can tolerate Delta Eight neighbors, bro. One of our neighbors, for some odd reason, they are dealing with the same issue. And my mom's like, you smell that? And I was like, yeah. And it ain't great. <laughs> it ain't the kind you think it is. It's like, that China bud. <laughs> it's like what the old heads say, the China bud. Because, you know, the old heads, like, like, that's that Chinese bud. That's like that made in China bud. That was that, was that terrible. Nah, that, that junk was oof. I can tolerate Delta 8 because I typically, if I don't smoke my usual strain, I'll be on that Delta 8 to kind of keep me focused. But I don't know, whatever he was smoking, I don't know if he mixed it with shit or what, but it just did not, it did not smell good. Uh, <laughs> but what I this. Told her, I said, it ain't that medicinal. I know that because it don't smell like that. It was medicinal shit. <laughs> medicinal don't even smell like that. No. That's the crazy part. <laughs> oh, it, it was medicinal <laughs> shit. It was bullshit. That's what that was. A crock of shit. That's what that was. But what isn't a crock of shit because we got a few housing notes for you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making the Gresham Lease podcast your destination for your WrestleMania weekend post-show reviews from NXT Stand and Deliver to WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. And even a very rare Monday Night Raw post-show review, which will never, ever 
happen again. Because that episode after WrestleMania 39 was, it wasn't dog shit, but it was confusing. It was like, it really was. you just sitting here like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you, Definitely. and I'm like, and then I'm mad because I could have saved the post show for NXT that, that, that went down this past Tuesday. And that was a better show. That was a more of a raw after WrestleMania show. Then freaking yeah, Rob, right. right the rest of my head. Oh my God. Like, y'all proud of that? <laughs> but it seemed like this one was, th- that one was particularly for me. It was like, it felt like it was thrown together. I was like, everybody tired from the night before. <laughs> which, I, which I understand, but as far as it was like, you could at least start it building to stuff, but nothing happened. It was like, the only thing they built to was Brock versus Cody. And that was yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, you could have did that in hour one. I would have w- went to bed early. <laughs> but, and I'm surprised Brock stayed the whole three hours because he usually Man. be on that first segment and be up out of there. But really? can't really can't really <laughs> fault that man. He he had to get the get the segment over. And honestly, I'm tired of talking about modern wrestling, but uh, thank you guys for kicking it with your with your bros and your sis and the new people, old people that that made that a success. You was live in the chat. You was going off. You was retweeting and quote tweeting stuff that I the clips that I posted on Twitter. Like I appreciate every last one of you guys. Uh, I t- typically I finally got my sleep schedule back on track. Finally, so. <laughs> uh, because I know WrestleMania week, I was going to sleep at like 4, 5 o'clock in the morning every single day and waking up at 11, 10 o'clock the next day and then going right back at it again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. I can't be... Can't we got to change. It's changing now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, once again, I appreciate you guys for kicking in with us. Uh, also, Gresh on YouTube News, a new series will be dropping sometime between this morning and this evening over on the YouTube channel. It's a non-2K video as I continue to test out different content ideas for the channel. If you enjoy it, make sure you leave a like and subscribe. It helps the channel immensely. It will be available on YouTube.com slash at its Gresh. And here's a sneak peek. It is basically a retrospect of some sort. I'm trying to tap into the more YouTube summary type of things and go on deep and diving into the history of professional wrestling when I am not playing 2K. So hopefully you guys tap into that and check that out. And also tapping in and checking out, make sure you guys tap in on Movie Fridays. That will be continuing on tomorrow on twitch.tv slash yo, it's Gresh. The last few we did were hilarious. We watched Good Burger. We watched all these uh movies I ain't seen in years all over again. And I'm looking to continue that trend tomorrow. Tell your loved ones or even your ex-loved ones, ones that you don't want to talk to no more, but you you want to talk to them for me, make sure you let them know that the place to be on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is with your boy Gresh on Movie Fridays over on Twitch. All right, now it's time for us to step back in time for... World Wrestling Federation, Monday Night Raw, May 22nd, 2000, 23 years ago, literally. It'll be 23 years ago, it'll be 23 years ago next month, to be exact. That's how long ago this, this shit was. That was. That was the good old days. 
That was yeah. the good old days. Uh, we get the classic WWF intro. Well, before we get, before we get into the show, I, I, I enjoy the classic WWF intro. What did you think about this episode in brief summary without spoiling anything? Um, I did enjoy it overall. Um, I love the fact that each match for me it's like each match had its own like place like it's like a part that it played is they build you know towards something it's like okay well we got this story over here and we got this story over here it wasn't like everything was just mashed all together all at once no like it actually like you know it progressed and i was like yes i i can i i love it i was like i can't Ain't no, ain't no way to go around that. This was actually great. I enjoyed this. The whole pacing time. of the show was top notch. Like everything flowed from pillar to post. It was like nothing felt like it dragged. Every match had its purpose. Every match flowed well. Everything was executed well. We're not gonna give you a full analytic breakdown of that because you, we can recommend you watching the match, but we're not gonna give you a full analytic breakdown because we're not trying to be here all day. But I can tell you from top to bottom, this was the presence and the atmosphere of the show. You would have thought this was uh, after a major pay-per-view, but it was after a B-level pay-per-view, Judgment Day. So, and they just went out the ball, went, they just knocked it out of the park and just it went and kept, and kept the ball rolling. But like I said, we get the classic WWF intro before we switch right into the Raw is War opening package, which never fails to get me geeked to watch the show. I'm like already better than Raw at the WrestleMania 2023. So man, just by the intro alone, like I'm, I could have just listened to this entire intro and just been, I could have just left. I'm like I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. So uh, thank you for guys for tuning in. That's what I'm saying. That's literally how I felt about watching the show. But after the opening pyro and panning the crowd full of signs and excitement, we are live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was about mm-hmm. to say Minnesota for some reason. Indiana for Raw, which is the fallout from Judgment Day 2000. And we have a new WWF champion in Triple H after defeating The Rock in an Iron Man match as Jim Ross and King hype up the fallout, which includes the return of The Undertaker and the controversy surrounding the match. Have you seen this match, the Iron Man match? No. Well, no. I wish I did. Would have went back to watch that when they mentioned it. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to say... I don't recall sitting through an entire Triple H versus The Rock Iron Man match. I think I've seen, obviously, the Curtin Brock um, Iron Man. I, I begrudgingly sat through Sean versus Brett, which was boring yeah, as shit. Yeah, I definitely sat that. I sat through that for sure. That was boring yeah. as shit. That, I wish I could have went back to it. Like I was like, dang. They had, I was like, dang, that's right. They did have that match. And I was like, yeah, I might have to check that out. I might have to go back and watch it on my free time. Like, let me just sit through this match because I don't recall this match. I recall, obviously, the modern Iron Man matches, the uh, the MJF, Brian Danielson Iron Man match because that was a good. Uh, the Randy Orton, John Cena Iron Man match in 2009, that was good. Uh, Kurt Brock, obviously. I remember those, but I'm like, do I remember this one? Really didn't. Uh, speaking of trying not to remember, but he's here anyway. Uh, Mr. McMahon makes his way to the ring to kick off Raw. And this is pre-Caterpillar burnt on his face type appearance that he had going into uh, selling to Endeavor. So he looks somewhat 
normal for McMahon standards. But he makes his way to the ring and he does the customary 20-minute opening in-ring promo recapping Judgment Day and starts rambling a bit about being judged before the crowd started calling him an asshole. I agree. He brushed off the asshole chance Vince started boosting up the fact that the McMahon, Hemsley, Faction, and DX were partying all night long after Triple H's victory. And then he started talking about the good days uh, they had from the DX defeating the Dudleys to Shane McMahon, who came from Vince's loins, by the way, as he likes to tell you against my will, uh, defeating the Big Show. And then bra- he brags about Triple H's victory over The Rock in that 60-minute Iron Man match, pointing the finger at The Rock for hiring The Undertaker to help him, but it failed. Mm. He was just rambling. Um, McMahon then turns his attention to The Undertaker, who says he walked out on his contract last fall, and if he decides to show up tonight, he'll have marshals waiting to arrest him for not being under contract. Spoiler alert, that was a lie. Uh, Vince then turns his attention back to The Rock and says if he shows up, it would be nice to see The Rock going one-on-one with Vince McMahon, which the crowd cheers. But he says that's not going to happen, but instead he will face X-Pac, Road Dog, Shane McMahon, and the new WWF champion Triple H in a four-on-one handicap match this evening. Vince McMahon then says at Judgment Day, they took... The WWF Championship from The Rock. Tonight, we take what's left to end the segment. Vince then starts strutting up to the bat like he got something stuck up his ass, uh, feeling like he got a <laughs> feeling like he got a one up on the on the people as Jr. and King finished hyping up the show before they asked the question of Did Shawn Michaels see Undertaker attack Triple H before or after the time regulation of the Iron Man match? Commentary couldn't even finish talking as we cut backstage to The Rock as he clips into the frame. Like, he didn't even, it's like, it wasn't even a quick cut. It was literally, Vince is just walking. Right there, yeah. And then Rock is just right there. That man just clipped all the way into the frame. And that I'm camera like, was smooth, though. They just kept walking. I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. That, that cameraman was smooth. He captured everything just to a T. He did not miss. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't miss at all. He went on the attack, and and then he bouncing them all over the place. And then while he was attacking, he's like, hold on, Rock. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and Rock said, fuck all that, and hit him again. And he, right. and he hit him with a pan and then started smashing him in the skull with a metal trash can. And then he he bounced him off the limbo truck. And he was just yeeting his man all over the place. And he yeeted his ass into the back of the, of the, in the backseat of the limo before telling the driver, get his asshole out of here. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Everybody that night. You son of a bitch. You dare do this to me. Vince says, and then Rock just walks up to him and says, bang. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yes. You think I'm not going to do it? Like, come on. It's the way he said, bang. And you heard the sounds (laughs) have bang. And I'm like, bro. And then the, the limo just sped off like a freaking... Like like a, like in a video game, and then I just died laughing for like five minutes. I had to pause it for a good minute. Cause I'm I'm like, bro, I was not expecting that sound, especially when you have your speakers loud and you have headphones in, and you like, bang, you like, what? So true. 
back from commercial and they dared show what The Rock did to the to Vince again. And I just continued laughing uncontrollably before cutting to The Rock, pacing back and forth in the parking lot, waiting for more smoke. Back in the ring, in the arena, we then get the arrival of Trish Stratus and T&A with Trish talking about all the little girls just loving the Hardy Boys and says, you got, you got to love them, right? But she says she doesn't. And tonight, these those boys will face her men. And when I'm through with them, we'll see exactly how hard she put a why she put an exclamation on that for some reason. They really are. And I'm like, oh, you trying to, emphasis, my girl. You put the emphasis on hard with your boobs in the in, in, in the camera. Like a oh, hard. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Hard. They really are. And I'm like, okay, okay. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for the visual. I appreciate it. I genuinely do. <laughs> and after all that, out came Matt and Jeff Hardy. And after doing their interests, they jumped the gun on both members of TNA to start the match. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time the camera cut the church, I wrote. Trish, I swear that Canadian milkmaiden aged perfectly. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a pretty standard TV match, um, TV um, tag team TV TV match. Uh, nice back and forth exchange with Matt getting all the heat before Jeff Hardy made the hot tag and the Hardys were in control until Trish tried to get involved with Matt, but Matt pushed her down. He said, "Get your mm-hmm. bitch ass off me!" But she said, "I know this motherfucker didn't." Nah, she- yeah, like. <laughs> This the that's what I liked. I was like just the like the like the expression that you will see like on their faces and stuff. It was like yes, like that's more realistic. I could believe that. She's like, you oh. can't just be you know you shove somebody and all of a sudden they just don't be looking like it's believable. Like sell it. Like be a damsel <laughs> in distress type beat. She said nah, fuck that, and she pushes ass into the steel steps. Yeah, like <laughs> he was done for the night. He that was, was lit. It was a wrap. <laughs> She said, I know the fuck. Oh, uh-uh. You're not finna get away with that. <laughs> That's what I loved about it. I said, yes. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> you thought, you thought, you thought, what? You, you thought? <laughs> Shit. He was done. Back in the ring, Jeff hit a swanton on Albert, but Trish had the ref distracted, and Tess hit a flying elbow drop. I, I love this athleticism back in the day. Uh, on Jeff, and that allowed Albert to get the win and the pin, and TNA walk out the victors over the Hardy Boys. Fun little bit, nice back and forth. That's what I'm saying. This is what you were saying earlier. Like the back and forth exchange between the two, like in, in the matches, were it, it nothing fell out of, felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Backstage, the rock is still pacing back and forth and back and forth in the parking lot, waiting to dish out more smoke to the McMahon Hamsley faction. Back in the arena, we get the arrival of Latino. He. <laughs> Yes. You love that Latino he Latino he Latino he Man. European champion Eddie Guerrero and China for a match came out for a match. Man, I love uh, those, those two together. Mm-hmm. Uh, good pairing here. Uh, the European Championship is on the line. The challenger is out next. Is he's our boy D'Lo Brown who walked down with the famous strut like no other. I hollered like. <laughs> I tried to mimic it. I hollered. I was like, D-Lo. I tried to mimic it and I got a headache. So I just said, let me stop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that walk ain't nothing to play with. I'm like, 
I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Not today. Can't do that. Like, can't nobody else do this walk but him. No. Like, I, I, if I ever sit down and, and, and have a conversation with D-Lo, I need to ask him, like, bro, how, how many headaches did you avoid doing that? Because I, yeah. like I feel like you gave yourself side whiplash. Man. Or Wait. just how many times did it take him to master that walk alone? Like that was that would be my question. <laughs> Ever since he entered, like, how long did it take? <laughs> and like when he started doing it in '98, he was doing it like timid, like he was like. But then mm-hmm. as soon as like '99, 2000, he just went. He got comfortable. Like dog. He was in it, man. Like he was in the zone. Like dog, what are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> this match was so smooth yeah. Overall once the bell ring The chemistry between D-Lo and Eddie here Was at a high And the pacing mm-hmm. in my opinion was great A nice little back and forth exchange uh, Here before D-Lo hit a smooth looking high, Sky high Which he got some height on on it Before the crowd goes crazy for some reason and that That's because out comes the godfather And the whole train Yeah D-Lo is distracted by this because they're beefing these days, and that distraction was enough for Eddie to hit a hurricane runner into a pin on D-Lo, which was enough for Eddie to pick up the win and retain the title. The match itself was short, but I enjoyed the exchange. Like, nothing felt like it was just there. It felt like it had purpose. After the match, the Godfather... Right. (laughs) After the match, the Godfather ran into and got into a little spat with D-Lo before gaining control and hitting the whole train splash in the corner on D-Lo and then left him lame with the pimp drop or Death Valley driver for the technical folk that likes to be technical with it. Uh, Godfather then saw he had the maintenance present and instantly went back into party mode in the segment. He was like, all right, y'all just saw me take care of this business. Now let's go party. Right. (laughs) Let's leave. (laughs) Backstage, a long limo pulls up. Hardcore champion Gerald Briscoe opens the door before the car even stops. And his DX, Road Dog, and X Pac in the most 2000s fit I've ever seen, with the with the with the high high shorts mm-hmm. and the long long pants for X Pac, and then Road Dog wearing the the soccer dad tracksuit pants. Like <laughs> that's basically what that, what, what that was. Uh, Gerald is trying to tell them about what happened to Mister Mac Man. He didn't say Mac Man. He like Mac Man. But they aren't listening to him. And once again, The Rock clips into the frame <laughs> and goes on the attack on both men. Like, he just clips. I'm like, bro, there's no there's no transition. He just say, Nyark, I'm right here. And boom. Yep. And he just lays both of them out with a lead pipe. <laughs> As he's laying in on, on Road Dog and Xbox, you can look in the, in the far left and Gerald and Tori are just running away. As he continued his attack before bouncing their faces all over the 18-wheeler before closing the door behind him. So it's, it's smooth that he did it because it looked like a video game. He 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 walked out, slammed one of them in, pushed, pushed the button. The, the door is so slow, he had time to literally finish what he was doing while I was lowering. And then, one of, and then it just... And then one of them yelled, Ow! And they got an audible belly laugh out of me. I'm like, I'm like, I was not expecting that. I was like, why did, why did you say out like that? <laughs> After the break, we get a recap of Rock's attack on DX, feeling he was screwed out of the WWF title. Back in the arena, we get the arrival of Edge and Christian, the brothers. 
Accompanied to the ring by Kurt Angle wearing Indiana jerseys for different uh, sports teams, preparing for a six-man tag team match. Kurt Angle then cuts the customary get hometown heel heat promo by insulting said hometown team. He said by saying the New York Knicks are going down, which got a nice audible pop. They are going down in the NBA finals after they defeat the Indiana Pacers and then got the audible boo. Christian then grabs the microphone and says, greetings, inhabitants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Indiana is known for his rich basketball history and choking. Whether it's Bob Knight choking his players or, as the past has proven, the Pacers choking in the playoffs. Someone in the crowd had an audible Bob Knight choke me sign. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, I, every time I watch these shows, I always go for the look. I always look at the crowd and see what 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 out of pocket they got. or out yeah. of pocket signs they got. <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm like, I'm like, hmm, what what, what, what we got? y'all got on this episode? Like, I know y'all got it. Edge <laughs> then grabs the microphone and says they decided to embrace the Indiana tradition and for the benefit of those in flash photography, we call this one the big choke. And then after all that, they did the five-second pose with the big choke. And after all that, you, you love fly today. I'm like, man, that... <sighs> That song was just it was too good. Uh, Rikishi and Too Cool made their way out, and I started dancing. <laughs> I did. I started dancing, and then I knew what was going to happen since they was going to get Rikishi. I already knew what was going on. I said, oh. You look fly today. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the faces uh, were making their entrance, and of course, the heel hit the breakout cutscene and went on the attack, and the brawl was underway. Until we started the match with Rikishi and Kurt Angle. The faces continued to have the advantage in the attack with two cool hitting two back to two back that ass up on edge. Basically a uh, little ass, little little back that ass up that as the as King said on commentary. Before Edge uh before Rikishi soaked in the crowd going crazy because they know what's coming next. I knew what's coming next. And that was the cameraman being obsessed with this man's ass because we got the stink face. <laughs> For real. Chin deep, as you will, because that man put his chin up and, it, uh, and you just saw his chin. You saw that man's chin in his in, in, the, in the ass crack of Rikisha. I said, dude, come on. That's the worst spot you could be in. Like, <laughs> hey, he was like, he was like, you going to get my chin. You're not going to get my mouth. Bruh. He's like, <laughs> he like, yeah, you going to, you going to. Because at first he was standing and then all of a sudden he dropped down. And I said, like, oh, I was like, that's. You done set yourself up. That's the worst spot to be in right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you had better chances standing up, like, bro. The entire match was pretty one-sided with the baby faces getting their shit in before Scotty went for the worm. W-O-R. Well, but Edge decked him with the title belt behind the referee's back. And that allowed Kurt Angle to roll him up in a nice amateur-style pin for the win. The celebration was pretty short as we instantly cut backstage to the welcoming committee, a.k.a. The Rock, still pacing and waiting for the arrival of more members of the McMahon-Hemsley faction. As far as the match itself, it was short, straight to the point. It let everybody get their shit in, but the main focus was The Rock, so I wasn't too mad at the quick cut to this. 
After plugging a Business Week newspaper featuring Linda McMahon and Kane, which is which is interesting because now they're both politicians in the year 2023. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, ooh, the irony. And, and, and then Shane McMahon arrives to the arena and Gerald Briscoe tries to warn him about what happened, but that man is not listening at all as he skips his way to the arena. He's like, man, Shane, I'm trying to... I'm trying... <sighs> well, he's a gunner. Uh, Shane then makes his way to the arena... No chance. That's what you got. Uh, Shane then starts his promo with a nursery rhyme. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Who's afraid of the Big Bad Show? Obviously, it's not me, so I don't know. I guess the only question it left to answer would be, which way did he go? I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely before Shane O'Mac. Because when I heard the music, I said, yeah, this is for before that. Yeah. Oh, here comes the money. Yeah, here comes the money. He didn't do that until the 2001 invasion storyline. Uh, before the crowd started, he did all that before the crowd started chanting, Shane's a pussy. <laughs> Shane's a pussy. He, he takes exception to that before recapping yeah. his victory. He's like, I am not a pussy. I am a, I am not, I'm not that. He started recapping his victory over Big Show at Judgment Day while speaking more rhymes throughout the entire promo. The crowd loudly chants, Shane's a pussy. <laughs> and Shane says, ah, I think not. I think not. But you can call me the giant killer. And, and he dares Big Show to try to walk down that ramp. But history will repeat itself. And you can also call me the king of the stang. And I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm like, What? Uh, please come out here, anybody. And then the Rock's music start playing, so your wish was granted. <laughs> and the crowd goes crazy as the Rock storms out and looks to get his hands on Shane McMahon. What Shane says, this has nothing to do with me. And you, before the Rock just starts, he said, fuck all that talking. He just start whooping Hello. that man's ass all over the place and through the crowd. I like how the Rock hasn't said a word, single word at this point and has just been in on-site mode all night. Yeah. Like just firing on everybody. He's like, like I, I see you. All right, bet. I loved it. <laughs> like, we're not talking no more. <laughs> After a recap of what The Rock did to Shaman Man moments ago, we're back in the arena as Chris Benoit makes his way to the ring to defend his Intercontinental Championship. As Rock is Wars brought to you by Reebok's Blacktop, and the only place you can get it is Foot Locker and by Dr. Pepper and your locker and 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 your locker, Dr. Pepper box. Dr. Pepper makes the world taste better. That's Cap. <laughs> I'm more of a Fanta guy, but I, 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 or Coke, but Dr. Pepper? No, thank you. And by Chef Boardee. Overstep yourself on Monday nights with Chef Boardee and, of course, the WWF. The challenger is none other than Hello, ladies. Val Venus minus the towel. He's in serious mode as the match is underway. Hopefully, he's not on Twitter anymore. Uh, this was another pretty solid TV match for both men getting a good amount of offense and time on the other. the This was wrestling. They was wrestling, basically, which was a common Benoit vibe back then. If you're wrestling him, you're in for a fight. Mm-hmm. End of story. Uh, the ending came when Benoit grabbed onto the referee and caused him to bump into the top rope, crotching uh, Venus from the top and, stop, and stopping him from hitting the money shot splash. 
And then Ben Wall hit a superplex on Venus. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Why aren't you going for the pin? And then both men are down and out of left field. Hardcore Harley come out. Steel chair in hand. And he decked the fuck <laughs> out of Chris Benoit with said chair. I mean, that man. And he didn't, and people who knew Benoit back then know he didn't put his hands up. So he took a shot. And I'm like, yeah, couldn't be me. I know that shit hurt. And after he laid out Benoit with the chair, he then picked up the 7-10 split on Venus's skull before walking to the ramp. And then Chris Jericho's music played, uh, full entrance and all, pyro and everything. And Holly was prepared for him, but he wasn't at the same time. As when the lights came back on, Jericho was behind Holly and decked him with a chair and stood tall, celebrating with the crowd as we get recaps from about what just went down what did you think about this entire segment right here i actually enjoyed the segment especially for what it was so you know um i did like the fact that just you know the chemistry off the bat that they had in like in the ring and stuff like that so it was good like i wasn't disappointed Okay. I wasn't really disappointed with the whole episode. That's why I kept watching it. <laughs> so, yeah, get <here's> some more. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut backstage to Gerald Briscoe still waiting on the arrival of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, back from commercial break, it's time for a tag team match as the Dudley Boys make their way to the ring for their match against Bull Buchanan and Big Boss Man. And I'm not going to lie to you, even though I've enjoyed this episode. I started looking at my phone when this match started. Because <laughs> I'm like, this was basically a, a pretty much another standard tag team TV match. Like, from what I looked up at, it was good, but it wasn't nothing much to rape about. It was pretty much a standard, like, let's get some, let's get another W for the Dudleys. Yeah. It was it was all right. It was solid. Yeah, like, the baby, like, Boss, boss Man and Bull worked on Devon, which eventually let, which eventually led, or I thought was going to lead, to Bubba getting the hot tag and going off on both men, but that didn't happen, so it got about a 10-second skip a few times because I'm like, okay, get to the point. Dragging a little bit. And yeah. after the skip, Bubba bounced Bull's skull off the ring post before entering the ring so they could hit the 3D on Boss Man and allowing Devon to get the pin and pick up the win for the team. And then they just moved on. That's what I'm saying. That was just This was just a... A TV match, so like, oh, hey, we need to fill this time here. So mm-hmm. go out there, waste about five minutes, and then 3D, take it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage, Gerald Briscoe is still waiting for Triple H and Stephanie to show up while former hardcore champion Crash Holly tossing his scale and shit all over the place and is angry about not getting full protection from the acolytes before storming into the APA's office and mad, and he goes into a scrappy-do rant, which leaves both men legitimately baffled. They was like, huh? <laughs> it's like, what? They're like, kids these days, what are they so mad about? They, they mad at the world. What's going on? Like, what are we doing here? Crash is furious and says he will take it out on their at, on their rear ends. Yeah, like, he had to, he paused himself. I'm like, he caught himself. I was like, bruh, bro, this ain't PG, bro. It's you can say ass say it. <laughs> before opening a beer, which confuses Bradshaw because he was like, I didn't even know you old enough to drink, bro. Uh, Crash screams, I am old enough to drink before pouring the beer over Bradshaw's head and storming out. Bradshaw then utters, after staring into the abyss, 
I guess there's a match tonight. And he just th- walked up. And Farouk then shouts, remember, he's just a boy. They don't hurt him. <laughs> now, that's too late for that. Now, that Bradshaw finna put his hands on that boy. He about to kill that boy. <laughs> after break, after the break, Jared Briscoe is still in the parking lot trying to call Triple H on the most 2000s late 1999 cell phone I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm pretty oh sure it had that big old fat gosh. battery in the back. You know that oh, big old fat. You know that every time your phone glitched <laughs> and you had to take you had to take the battery out. That's literally what that man. That's what that man had. Oh man! I bet you it was a Motorola. Oh my gosh! It probably was. What, with the antenna fact, on it and everything. Matter of fact, wh- what what year did the Motorola come out? Was that nineties? It. I want to say yes. I'm about to say because if it did, that's what he had. Because where's my phone? That is hilarious. I was like, oh, we got the we got the old school phones. That man had an antenna phone. Like, matter of fact, let me Google what we we we, we we're doing this live on the show because we do our research here. Uh what mm-hmm. phone came out came out in two thousand? The the oh. Nokia three th- the Nokia. The Nokia, yeah. <laughs> Nokia came out, but the Motorola brand was born in 1930. Oh, so it might have been, it probably was a Motorola or early 2000. So he either had a tie between the Nokia 3310 or, or Motorola Razor, or in his case, he had the Sony Ericsson W800i. Oh, no, scratch that. He had a Blackberry. Yep, that's exactly what he did. He had a Blackberry. Okay. And he broke, and he and he was frustrated because he kept getting losing reception, and he just threw that shit. I'm like, bro, you got money to throw away like that? I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Back in the arena, Crash Holly storms out to the ring with weapons in in a cart as he's going one on one with a pissed off Bradshaw of the APA. It's basically a hardcore match. Uh, Bradshaw just destroyed this man. <laughs> This was one-sided as hell. He destroyed this man with a two-by-four trash can before lighting this man up with a cheer, 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 a steel chair at ringside. Bradshaw continued his onslaught on Crash with a power bomb, and then he went for another one. Crash somehow slipped out, but then Bradshaw was quick on his feet. He hit the clothesline from hell to pick up the win. This was another match that was just a kill time. It was brutal. I love me some violence, so I, I, didn't, I wasn't mad at it. We then cut backstage to Stephanie and Triple H. They finally have arrived to the arena, and Gerald finally spills his guts. He was like, "Man, you can't believe you can't you won't believe what happened." Yeah, so first Vince, then and then he got Shane, and then Mr. McMahon, and then Road Dog and his pot, and then I'm like, I'm like, and then Stephanie was looking at him like, "Bro, will you shut the fuck up and calm down? Get to the point." She was getting aggravated the entire time. And back from commercial break, and Gerald Briscoe finally tells Stephanie and Triple H what happened to everyone before they got there. And then while they were selling all this, all the while this was happening, if you were paying close attention, you saw The Rock standing right, right there. there. <laughs> In the same room. Like, everything. Like, like, how can you not tell that, that he was there with that bright-ass red shirt in the dark? Like, bro, I look right, I'm like, he's right there. <laughs> Even when they was talking, I was like, "He in that room." I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there, literally looking at the camera, like, "Bro, y'all know he's right there, right?" 
He's like, he there. He in there. He listening to everything. Sure enough. What does the camera do? I'm like, and the funny thing is the camera did that on accident. We weren't supposed to see it. All I did was just look. I'm like, he's right there. (laughs) He in the room, y'all. Like, you sure? Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Just dumb. <laughs> Triple H is stepping in on fears about what went down with Triple H talking about he's about to go find the rock himself. And I'm like, he's right there, bro. Right there. Turn around. Can't do nothing about it. They storm out of the locker room and the rock slowly walks out of the dark area of the room. Like, I'm like, bro, are you? Bl-? <laughs> I literally, I literally was like, bro, are you blind? <laughs> I can see him clear as day. Uh, but. He's there, so they tease that. And then they show still image uh, of Judgment Day promoting Encore dropping tomorrow night. Did you ever buy the pay-per-views or Encore? Or well, you... I didn't buy them. I always went to go and watch them at my granddad's because my granddad is the one that had all the pay-per-views. Uh, did, you, did, he, did he buy it or did he bootleg it? He possibly probably did bootleg it, but <laughs> it'd be clear as day. It'd be clear as day. That's what used to trip me out. Because I used to be like, how you get this? But I had to also pay attention to the fact that my cousin lived over there, too. So it's like, I was okay, how are we going to watch the pay-per-view? How are we going to do this? And either it got bootleg, but it was like running like regular TV. Or he'll just ask, like, you know, our granddad, like, hey, can we go pay for this? Can we just get it? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it worked either way. Wasn't they about like 70 bucks back then? Like 70, 80 bucks? Yeah, it's some money. And they trying to, and they they possibly going to try to do that again. Like, bro, it's the year 2023. Ain't nobody finna do that. (laughs) I will be SpongeBob Pirate in a heartbeat. I'm telling you. Who lives in the pipe of the disease? For real. Who's Pirate? Who's powering this pay per view? Under the sea, me, 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 me. <laughs> These stills included the interference of DX and the McMahons, and then the Undertaker's WWF return for the first time since September 1999 on television. Because I believe he was supposed to return a few months after that, but then he tore his bicep. So he had to delay his return to this, uh, to May. We get an interview with Shawn Michaels about what went down, and he claimed he did the best he could possibly he could possibly do, and said that he called it right down the middle. And if people don't like how he did it, he don't know what else to tell you. So they basically was questioning did Undertaker attack Triple H during the final seconds of the match or not? Basically, as a way to get you to buy the encore of the pay per view. But to tell you the truth, he t- he attacked him during the second, so The Rock lost because of the Undertaker. Basically, it. Uh, backstage, we see the Godfather and S.A. Rios preparing for a match with the whole train. And then Lita pops up and speaks Spanish, which baffles the fuck out of me for some reason. Yes. I'm like, what? I was not expecting that. I was like, wait a minute, she can speak Spanish too. What did I see? How come I didn't notice this? Like, I was just sitting there, ba- I'm like, hmm? I had to rewind it again because I was I blacked out for a, spe- for a split second because I was like, when? When when the fuck when did you Man, what? Uh like, basically he happen? they was preparing for a tag team match because back in the arena, Godfather and SA Rios make their way to the ring for a tag team showdown with the hoes and Lita. 
It's time once again for everybody to come aboard the whole train. Now, is there any pimps up in this hat? Man, the 2000s were a time. <laughs> Can't do that shit today. But... The 2000s was a vibe, man. Oh my gosh. Stuff we used to get away with. You can't do that just now. It sucks. Then 2011 <laughs> happened. I mean, 2001 happened, and then all shit went to hell. But uh, their opponents are the Radicals, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn, or so we think. Uh, hey, Malenko, I hear you're a man of a thousand holes. Well, my holes know a thousand positions. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no shame. Like... You, all right. <laughs> Godfather then offers him two hoes, which he collect. He he chooses, and he said, he just he didn't say nothing. He just like, come on. And literally, he just turned this. He just turned this whole match into a handicap match with Paris Santa going in alone. He's like, hey, bro, sorry. I know it's bros for hoes, but hoes for bros tonight. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta get it off. I gotta. I gotta release. So. You got this, bro. You got this. <laughs> uh, the match was non-existent pretty much uh, until S until Lito pushed S.A. Rios off the top rope, allowing for Perry Saturn to hit a brain buster on Rios to pick up the win. She was not pleased with Rios mingling with the women. This was basically a way for them to break up them so she can eventually join the Hardy Boys for Team Extreme, basically. Uh, backstage, Triple H, Stephanie, and Gerald Briscoe is searching for The Rock as we head to another break. Back from commercial break, they have to look no further, Triple H, because The Rock makes his way to the ring. Here is the great one front and center. Mm -hmm. The Rock doesn't even get the chance to speak, and the crowd is just showering him with love. So I like the atmosphere of this crowd. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, The Rock has always said, just bring it. And Triple H... At Judgment Day, you brought it all to The Rock. You brought Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Road Dog, X-Pac. You even brought that walking $2 slut you call a wife at The Rock. And I'm like, what the fuck? Man, The Rock was going off. I was like, bro. The crowd loses their mind. I lost my mind. I'm like, what? They loved it. <laughs> They loved it. I did too. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, did, too. Like, I did too. I was like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing because the young me when I was watching this shit, young, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, ho, ho, slide, 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 slide. <laughs> I was like, well, talk your stuff then, Rock. <laughs> talk, talk your shit, OG. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> Four years old and over here. Like, what? <laughs> you you agree with this? Yes. <laughs> yes. No slap, slap, slap. No slap. <laughs> I bet you bet believe I got my ass wolf for saying slut too. So, Man, <laughs> for real. What you just say? What you just say, boy? Man. Well, I, ain't gonna lie. I think I got probably got a pass because my dad was watching it with me, so. Oh, you you know he probably looked at you like. Yeah, I got looked at, but I got that pass. Like, just that's that that's that little pass. So I was like, you know, I I guess I won't get you this time. 
<laughs> but don't let it happen again. Right. Even though it happened again. <laughs> the Rock says, after everything they went through, Triple H brought it all. And The Rock gave it back. And after everything, you've never beaten The Rock before telling him to enjoy the WWF title. And he guarantees he will be the WWF champion. The Rock then says, speaking of WWF champions, the last night the world witnessed the return of The Undertaker and says, while he did do the right thing, he did it at the wrong time. time. On The Rock's, Rock's time. time. <laughs> the Rock then reminds Vince McMahon about what he tried to do before he got sent down to down You Got Your Ass Boulevard and then says that after what he did to Road Dog and X-Pac, they are probably just in the back there sucking each other off. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> 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 like, like, all right. <laughs> the Rock then says that Shaman Man has left the building and says that it was initially four on one and now it's one on one. And says he just as well kicked his ass all over Indianapolis and has thrown down the gauntlet. One, two. Is this on? <laughs> After all that, the WWF and WWF Women's Champions make their way to the ring. Triple H then starts by saying, before I walk down this ramp and kick your ass, and hypes up the fact that 24 hours ago they went through hell before he was being interrupted by a slut, 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 chant directed towards Stephanie, and then goes back to hyping up their Iron Man match and says, they lit the world on fire before saying, you are the great one. And at the end, he couldn't hang with him. And there's no shame in that. It says, it doesn't matter if he says he didn't beat him. The fact remains that there is one man in that ring, a loser, and one man on this ramp, a winner. The undisputed World Wrestling Federation champion. Because I am the game, and I am that damn good. Nope, The Rock puts his hand up to stop him and tells him. He's like, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Just bring it. Triple H then takes his jacket off slowly and but surely and walks to the ring. It's about to be a fight. The Rock is not backing down as he takes his shades off. And you already know, as soon as those shades go off, it's a wrap. And here we go. A fight between the new champion, the former champion. And then DX make their way out, followed by Shane McMahon. And it's now a 5-on-1 situation with Vince McMahon limping out there. And there was a moment when Vince got in the ring where they had to stall because Vince fucked up the rock bottom spot. He was like, and he it's like he just collapsed. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? But they had to do it again. Rock finally hit a, a, a right rock bottom on Vince, but then he was taken out instantly, and they continued their assault 4-1, incorporating the steel steps, and then a prayer chant, the, as I lay me down to sleep, I pray mm-hmm. my soul is mine to keep. And as I step outside this bed, into all evil now back from the dead signaling the arrival of the undertaker before they dubbed in the you done it now you gonna made a beat misty uh because they didn't have the rights for uh kid rock's theme song who's out here shooting butt like beer cans on social media for some reason like bitch you pay for it that's why I hate. Side note: That's why I hate when people always be buying merchandise and product and be like, "You never get my money, but you pay for that can." That right. remind me of when um, Cody Rhodes went back to WWE and, and people burnt 
their um, AEW version shirts of Cody. And I'm like, why? You pay for it. They already got your money. What are we doing here? <laughs> now you're out of money and a shirt. And now you're out Man. of money and a beer. So what, 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 what are we doing here? Back on track, uh, Undertaker <laughs> takes forever to come out. And he single-handedly, when he finally does, he single-handedly takes out everyone from Shane to X-Pac, Road Dog, Jared Briscoe, and Vince McMahon before teasing. He was going to run them over with his motorcycle. I kind of wish he did. And starts chasing them away. And that was that. After all that, Triple H then teases a pedigree on the steel steps before The Rock got out of it with a bat body drop before the brawl spilled to the outside and Rock cleared the announce table, which was a mistake because Rock was caught with a ring bell shot to the skull. And then Triple H tried to do the pedigree again but on The Rock, but this time on the announce table. But Rock said, nut check, dang. Uh, <laughs> and he nut checked Triple H before hitting The Rock bottom on the WWF champion through the announce table. And stands tall, struggling to get the T-shirt off in the ring to end the segment and the show. Payback has been accomplished in favor of the People's Champion. He saying he came, he saw, he destroyed the McMahon Hamsley McMahon blah 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 blah. Fuck. Uh, he destroyed the McMahon Hamsley <laughs> regime. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it in, uh, and that is how we ended the show. Uh, oh, this was a fun. What did you think about the overall thoughts of this show? Like, this show was fun. It was fun. Like, it was it was, fun. it was fun to just sit back, relax. It was a nice detox from whatever the hell we we was watching modern wise. So yeah, it was. It was a nice get us back on track to enjoy the show, enjoy the product. I pre- did something right with this episode. Mm-hmm. This was back when he was competent and not out here trying to cosplay as uh as a Adams family member. I love the Adams family, but sometimes some people take it too far. He looked like <laughs> Gomez Adams. He looked like Gomez Adams had a, a lap band. Oh, like oh, Gomez Adams had a lap band and started sagging in the neck. Like, bro, it looked like an overcooked sag, sagging Man. turkey. Oh, help us. <laughs> no, help him get get to reality, bro. Died his bro died his all his hair black. Put on a fake ass mustache and say I'm a new man, bro. You was just a uh, you was just you you are just you went from Vince McMahon to Vincent L. Chapo McMahon, <laughs> and you had to roll the McMahon. You had to at the end. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, no, we're not doing that. Like, like last motherfucker. See, this was when you was good. What you do now? What you do? Now? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, this is a good. This is a good. This is a good episode. This is a good show. Now, stop the cap. <laughs> stop the cap right now. Stop the cap. No bullshit, bro. We're not finna cap night, like, bro. So this is literally our 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 detoxing of whatever the fuck we watched this past week on Raw. And that concludes our retro review for Monday Night Raw from May 22nd, 2000. I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. Like, I'll probably watch it back from time to time. I think I, every blue moon, when we're not doing the podcast, I try to go back to 2000, 2001, sometimes, some parts of 2002 to kind of remember what the good times were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before everything went to shit. 
And that concludes our retro review for this week. Oh hell. Yeah, imagine this is this ain't even Stone Cold era. Like Stone Cold ain't even back yet. This, this show's still good. That's crazy. Alright, now is the time of today's show where I hand the reins over to the bandit herself where she gives us the top three trending topics during Chop It Up with the Bandit. What's up, family? What you got for me? Alright, everybody. So, um, we have two, I want in my opinion, I think they're going to be great, even though I haven't seen them yet, but... Tell your friends, family, bring your kids, stepkids, cut little cousins. I don't care. Um, bring them to go see Mario. Um, Super Mario Bros. is officially out. It came out April the 5th, along with the movie called Air. Now, for those that don't know what Air is about, it's pretty much about the lovely shoes that has been on the market and in this world for numerous and numerous of years is an ex- and host of what I want to say a historic icon, the Air Jordan. If y'all know what the oh, Air Jordan is. Oh yeah, that movie that movie. Uh have you seen um Mario? No, not yet. I mm. will see it hopefully Friday. I'm actually I'm I'm possibly supposed to see it Friday back to back. I'm supposed to see Mario and Air. Air. Okay. So I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the trailer for Mario, I was like, well that looks corny. But then I'm always gonna watch it because I be playing the game. I'm gonna say, like, but no, then I remember Mario is corny. That's the, that's the <laughs> that's the charm. So I'll probably see yeah. it. I'll yeah, probably see Mario. it. Like I mean, if it's something that if like if nothing else is out, I'll be like, okay, yeah, put it on. I like it because now it's an animated version of it versus like the one they had like back then. Like I think that one came out like '91 or like '93, and I saw that one too because I had it on tape. And I, <laughs> I used to you know a lot of these kids don't. You know a lot of these kids are listening to us right now. Don't know what the fuck a tape is. You know they, they don't, don't know. They don't know what the fuck. They like a tape. VHS. What is that? I'm like you show my age, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's just say that it was a great time. Let's just say that. But yeah, like I recommend them. You know, go see that too. But the ones that's like in the teenage age who like kind of do want to know about the you know the back era. They can watch that too. So either way, both movies for me, I think that the anime version is going to be great. I think so. Okay. I don't want to be disappointed, but I'm still going to watch it anyway because I like Illumination. I like Illumination ever since they did Despicable Me. So I was like, yeah, like let's see what's up with Mario. I'm about to say I haven't really liked the animated cartoon like from beginning to end since the Prince of Egypt days. Okay. So. DreamWorks. DreamWorks, man. Yeah. DreamWorks is great. Are they still in business? I don't know. That's a good-ass question. We do our research on this podcast. We're going to do our research. DreamWorks. Let's see, because, man, I know the last time I heard I think they DreamWorks, still do Shrek, don't they? Or did they? I'm say they that. did. They did Shrek, and I I think they probably did the last uh, Puss in Boots, too. Oh, it's still, I think they did that one, too. Oh, it's still, it's still active. They, they, okay, cool. Yeah, they still active. Come like they gotta be like. <laughs> it's just owned by NBC Universal. Now. Okay, okay, and I'm assuming Pixar is still in business too because it was so. with Disney for a little while. So 
I think yeah, I'm pretty sure all these movies are still in business. They just were bought out by uh wait. Is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's still um but it, it yeah, it's there. It's still there. Okay. It, you just don't really you don't really see any trending videos like they still they still run off of their um their hype from the 90s like they're doing another Toy Story movie. They're doing another okay. Uh, they did that. That did that Buzz Lightyear movie that I still haven't mm-hmm. seen. Uh, Lightyear, Lightyear, yeah. yeah. Like it's like they they still around, but they their hype hasn't really been as interesting because a lot of kids nowadays we we as kids used to hype the hell out of that because yeah, that's all we, we had. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. now kids nowadays they they're all into the dramas and the sitcoms and the reality shows. They don't really give too much care about. Cartoons like that. Right. That's why when you saw the the reboot of Lion King, the live animation version, it was a lot of adults in there, millennials, yeah. because of the kids. They was like, I don't care about no lion. Right. <laughs> and then even when we saw that movie, even some of us, we got disappointed. So. Yeah, I I only saw that movie. I seen that movie twice. I seen it. Nah, I seen it once. No, I saw it once in the theater and once on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. And the reason why I saw it on Disney Plus, I was like, man, maybe. It was ass in the theater, and I was like, "Yep, it's still ass." So, but Cruella, it was great. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't even see that in the theater. I saw it on Disney these Plus, live, and I liked it. These remakes are hit and miss. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like these studios are still around; they just don't get as much hype because the ones who used to hype them are grown, and mm-hmm. the ones who are who are their still demographic don't really care. Right. Some of them do, but not all. Right. Um, also, Dungeons and Dragons is still out playing. There is also Shazam, John Wick Chapter 4. Um, if you <laughs> have not seen 1001, Shazam. I'm going to need y'all to go see that. That movie was good. Now, I will say this. There is an unexpected turn in that movie. It's going to shock you. But other than that, the movie was great. Now, I will say this. You're going to feel a lot of emotions in one. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You, you're going to do all of that. And it's worth it. That's all I'm going to say. It's worth it. Um, I took my mom to go see this one. So, like, it is like a love letter to, like, moms and stuff like that, too. So, But other than that, it's it's good. It's really, really good. Um, Also, Monique put out her comedy special on Netflix. I'm almost done with it so far. It's hilarious. Um, for the people who are um, into comedy or stand-up comedies, Monique is one of the original queens of comedy. Um, she is a pioneer. She's also a trailblazer, too, because um, back then, you know, it wasn't a lot of women doing the comedy, let alone black women. So shout-outs to her for that. Um, but, yeah, um, other than that, drink your water. Stay safe out here. Um, if you happen to do workouts or if you're working in physical labor, production, whatever, don't overdo it. Mental health is very, very important. Um, there is help. You can talk to somebody or if you can't afford therapy, please talk to somebody who you can trust. Mm-hmm. Everybody's advice, some people, not everybody's advice is good advice. So make sure you have somebody who that has invested their time in you for a long, long time, and they know who you are, what you done struggle with, 
and they done been through the same road as you have been. So make sure y'all have that understanding and talk to them. Um, also, remember, you are loved, and we do definitely appreciate you on this podcast, whether you're commenting, whether you're looking at something on Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. For some odd reason, I got my TikTok. I made a TikTok, so. On purpose? But, <laughs> well, in a way, no, actually, no, I didn't even make it on purpose. I only made it because, like, my boy Roman Reigns got a TikTok, so that's why I was like, you know what, I'll bring it back. I get a TikTok for this reason and this reason only. But then I start finding out like there's some other people in production who just make funny TikToks just as much as I do. And I'm trying to get a feel for it. So I was like, yeah, I'll add them goofy people too. So yeah, like I kind of appreciate it a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I only get on there for like important purposes. I don't just be hanging out on TikTok just because like, nah. Uh- I need to. I know I've been lacking a little bit because I've been a lot of stuff been going on, but I'm gonna be dropping some more uh, TikToks and videos because I'm still getting notifications from stuff I posted like two months ago that are still people who are still interacting with. So I'm like, I hit the, I already hacked the system, so I basically just gotta continue to post and just gotta come up with more what ifs and questions that keep people engaged so that they can can vibe with it. Uh, You got anything else? Oh, yeah, one more thing. If y'all happen to cook food, be careful. Don't burn yourself or burn your house down. That's all. And don't like, eat at everybody's house. And don't eat at everybody's house. Because, buddy, if I see one more person, <laughs> if I see one more person put they, let their dog hang out on their counter, it's a wrap. Man, or they cat. Oh, my gosh. That's a Ew. wrap. What are we doing here? Because when you already know, 90, 95% of dogs don't wash their ass. <laughs> Right. I feel, okay, the thing is this, train, if you got a pet, please train your pet to the point where they won't even step foot in the kitchen. You know that little line that's like right there before you come up in? They'll mm-hmm. stop right there. They have a stopping point. Like, they shouldn't even like, be coming like in. Like, every time they stop, just spray them. Stop. And if they super big and they big enough to, like, you know, walk around by themselves, they're not puppies no more. If they happen to come in the kitchen, they better just be laying down. To the point where they don't jump up on nothing or jump up on you while you cooking. I know one of my best friends, God, where is her soul? Um, I'm talking about the dog. My friend's dog, she was a pit bull. She was so pretty. Brown, chocolate dog. But every time I would come in the kitchen and I would cook something when I was living at her owner's house at the time, she would sit down. Not only sit down, but she would lay down right by me. And even though I'm cooking food on the stove, she won't, like, make me fall. She won't cut up. She won't do none of that. She'll just lay there and wait till I get done. Like, it, it used to shock me because I'm like, are you are you even supposed to be in here? Like, it threw me off for a minute, but I had to realize who her owner was and, like, how she was trained. And she was trained so well. It was like, okay, I have no problems. None. None whatsoever. But I've actually seen some dogs where they won't even step foot in the kitchen like oh yeah they'll wait till you come out <laughs> good like, yes <laughs> i be no nah, i be getting tired i be i be getting tired i'm like yo can y'all can you can you not <laughs> <laughs> like i love you but i'm hungry and right now you you doing the most i don't even have the energy that you have right now <laughs> what are you so hyped for <laughs> Damn dog! I'll be, I'll be, I'll be dog sitting my my cousin's dog from time to time, and that nigga be just barking. I'm like, bro, can you shut can, shut up? Love you though. Shut up. 
love you though, dang. <laughs> and then I and then he be barking. I'd be like, okay, I just I just give up. I'd be like, okay, what you want to talk about? And then they be quiet. I'm like, <laughs> keep playing with me. <laughs> keep playing with me. You see me, you see me talking, but then as soon as I, I answer you, you 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 on hush mode. <laughs> but that's all the time we got for you guys hopefully you guys enjoyed our nice little bickering back and forth and hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode make sure you follow us on social media at Gresh Unleashed or Gresh Unleashed Pod on YouTube uh, snippets of our retro reviews always get uploaded weekly uh, we skipped this past week because of Wrestlemania weekend but we'll be back uploading those I also be I was testing the water on, on shorts and all this stuff on snippets of the podcast those have been doing numbers as well. So I'm more likely going to be trying to release those as well. And um, I'll make sure you follow myself at Josh Gresham RG on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is the Gresham brand. Twitch is, hey, yo, is Gresh. And TikTok is all that stuff is Josh Gresham RG. Swallow herself is Swallow the Bandit 3 on Twitter. She is no longer private. So you can follow her. Just don't be weird. She will block you. Yes. She will show me what you post and I will block you for her. <laughs> if she don't do it so that's how that's how it is and that's all it's gonna be and uh other than that and i believe she's on instagram as well but uh her name is rebel bandit, bandit. yeah and if you can't if you don't remember that just go to solo.to slash swallow the link the slink the link is right there and with that being said you guys stay safe out here in these streets and remember as the t-shirt back there says would you why you should be copying the merch you should always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out. Be breezy. Bye, y'all. <laughs>